Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you are new here and love a Reddit story, don't forget to click that subscribe button, maybe that notification bell too, and if you're feeling extra spicy, a little like on the video always helps. And let's jump in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from That Cat Lady, titled, Am I the Arsehole for Exposing My Brother's Malintent Actions, Causing Me to Be the Sole Recipient of Our Father's Will? My 23 female brother, 32 male, have always had a strained relationship. My brother is a devoted Roman Catholic with very conservative views. I am a liberal lesbian. We had never seen eye to eye, but regardless of this, our father's 64 male love has always been able to tie the family together. He worked extremely hard for his business and to provide a good life for our family, even when doing it alone. My mother passed of cancer when I was about four and he never remarried. Our estate is pretty large, roughly 4.2 million USD for each child after my dad passes. One of my father's wishes in order to qualify for his will would be to never legally contest or sue either sibling for their share of the will. The party who does forfeits their entire cut of the estate. This is on the first page of the will and was repeated to us several times. A few weeks ago, a cousin, 28 male, Lou, was at my brother's house just catching up when my brother admitted he planned on suing me for my inheritance. My cousin was even able to snap a photo of the engagement letter from the attorney when he wasn't looking and sent it to me. Needless to say, I was pissed. I felt hurt and betrayed in a way that I couldn't really understand. I told our dad immediately who called my brother to confront him. My brother denied it at first but admitted to it after my dad kept pushing him. My dad said how disappointed he is in my brother for doing something so slimy to his own sister. My dad then told me to get a good lawyer and then proceeded to call his attorney to let them know what happened. My sister-in-law, 31 female, who also does not like me, called and as it turns out, they're expecting another baby. I currently have five nieces and nephews from my brother. My brother and his wife are afraid they wouldn't be able to handle another child financially. Now my brother and his wife are telling our family what happened and while some are on my side, most of our family is calling me an a-hole for not offering the half of the inheritance back to my brother because now his family will struggle due to my selfishness. I've even had relatives come to my house just to curse me out on my front lawn. My dad suggests I say strong and don't give in. Am I the arsehole? And there was a question right away from someone. So I'm going to read that out first because it's pretty important, I think. With info, I don't quite understand. Your father isn't dead. Why is your brother engaging an attorney now? Unless your father is somehow incapacitated. He could always change his will in a heartbeat. Hell, he could always wind up spending his assets assuming he lives long enough. To which OP replies, Our dad is getting older. And a few months ago, he gave us a pretty bad scare when he slipped in the shower. He managed to break his hip and sprain his arm because of this fall. 
I think the pandemic also added on to this. Thankfully, no one in our direct family has gotten COVID. Now, I can't pretend I know what's going on legally with this post and, you know, your brother seems to be getting ready to sue you before your father has passed away. That bit I don't quite understand and how it works and all that kind of thing. But Petty Me says in this one, you know, he was willing to sue you and take that money away from you. So, you know, this is just sort of, this is just sort of karma in some way. Now you've got all the money and he's trying to make you look like the bad guy for it. As you said at the very start, it was the only clause of getting this kind of money when your father does pass away. And four two point million each isn't a small amount of money, is it? So it sort of says to me that he's suing you for another reason rather than just the money. He doesn't need 8.4 million. He's doing it for another reason, which is a lot more shady to me. And because you've said that you haven't seen eye to eye before, it even goes further down that path. But we'll check a couple of comments to see what they say. And it's a not the asshole from me. And the Riker maneuver says not the asshole. If your brother was getting $4 million, then he wasn't suing you because he didn't think he could afford another baby. The only logical conclusion then is that he was suing you purely out of his own bigotry and spite for you being a liberal lesbian. That being said, I would take part of that money that he is no longer getting and set it aside for your nieces and nephews college education. Maybe set up some kind of trust where they don't actually get the money. They just send their college tuition, housing and book bills to someone and they cut a check and pay the bill. That way your brother can't take the money for himself or guilt them into giving him some. And that's a great idea I think as well. And Purple Jaeger says, not the asshole. The unmitigated greed of your brother is unbelievable. 4.2 million and him and his wife think they'll struggle financially. Buy him a vasectomy as a goodbye present. Dry Dependent 167 says, what the fuck? Your brother is planning on suing you for your share of an inheritance from your still living father. Your father can live another 30 or 40 years and most of that in a care facility eating away at that inheritance. So how the fuck can he count on that money to help raise his family? That is just too weird unless your father has a terminal illness and is going to pass away soon. Your brother shouldn't be counting on the money just yet. Not the arsehole. Relevant progress says not the arsehole. First of all, it's your share and he has absolutely no right to claim it or say that they are entitled to it. It's gross he would try to swindle money from his sister. You said 4 million for each child and 4 million isn't enough for them. That's wild to me. TCTX73 says not the arsehole. Your brother was perfectly okay with trying to grab your part of the inheritance. He knew the stipulations prohibiting this. Your cousin was smart for letting you know. He's merely reaping exactly what he sowed. Now, what do you guys make of this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. And our next story is from KnownBet6907. Am I the asshole for making my brother's girlfriend mow my lawn? I own a three bedroom home with a front and backyard. A couple of months ago, my brother and his girlfriend were having some financial problems and asked me if they could live with me for a few months while they save up enough to pay for first and last month's rent plus security deposit to get their own place again. I was definitely hesitant, but they promised me they would do all the chores including housework, laundry and yard work including mowing the lawn. I figured a couple of months of not doing chores would be worth it, especially to get out of the yard work and mowing the lawn for the summer. For the most part, it's been okay. They're not quite as diligent as I'd like them to be, but at least the place doesn't get filthy and the lawn gets mowed weekly. Well, last week, my brother Jake sprained his ankle playing basketball and is going to be on crutches for a few weeks. Grass grows fast this time of year, so I told his girlfriend that I guess since he can't do it, it's now her job. 
She flipped out on me saying I'm being a jerk and that mowing the lawn is clearly a guy's job, so I should either do it myself or hire someone to do it for a few weeks. I told her the agreed upon setup was that they would do all these chores and if he can't, that means it's on her if they want to continue living here for free. She huffed and puffed but eventually did it. Not the best job but enough. Well, she's been having an attitude lately, which I don't mind since I work 50 hours a week and I hope it will motivate them to move sooner than later. But yesterday, my brother told me it feels like I'm kicking them while he's down. I feel like we're all adults and had agreed upon arrangement, but he was insistent that I was being an asshole. Would like some neutral party thoughts here. To address common questions, one, they are not doing full-time maid work. Just same times of chores they'd do for themselves. If they have their own place, i.e. sink full, do the dishes, counters are dirty, clean them, keep bathroom in shape, etc. I'm not a messy person, so for the most part, they're mostly just cleaning up after themselves. Jake is still able to do light chores with a sprained ankle, albeit slower. Two, my neighborhood tickets you if the lawn gets to a certain point that just takes about a week without being mowed in the summer to get to that length. Three, the lawnmower is not powered by man parts. Can't believe I actually wrote that. <laughs> Now, this one's a pretty simple one to me, and it's definitely a not the arsehole. This was the agreement when they moved in. They're living with you rent-free to save up money. If that was me in that position, I'd be so grateful, and I'd be doing all that regardless. You was kind enough to help them in a sticky situation to be able to save up their own money to get their own place. Then the girlfriend comes out with a lawn mowing's a man's job bullshit. So absolutely not the arsehole to me. And you don't even sound like you're being harsh on them. You, you recognize that they're you know, trying their best with some of the cleaning and stuff, or albeit their best isn't that great, but you're still rolling with it, so fair play to you on that one. But one two wee says not the asshole. Chores were a condition of them staying with you for free. He's injured. She is not, so I don't see what the problem is. Women mow the lawn all the time. Having his girlfriend do it is not vindictive at all. Makes you wonder if they lived in their own house, would girlfriend be mowing the lawn or just let it grow wild until your brother was able to do it again? They're supposed to be a team, but she's complaining about pulling her weight when her boyfriend is unable to contribute. Not cool. Danny Big D says not the arsehole, as they said they promised to do all the chores, including the mowing. So with his basketball injury, I assume this means they won't be moving out when they said right. Good luck with that. Murray DZ says, when my husband was fighting cancer, I did and still do all the yard work. What an entitled piece of work the girlfriend is. Nothing is men's or women's work anymore. Plus, there are plenty of chores your brother can do while on crutches, like dishes and such. Amethyst Dream says not the asshole. That was the agreement, but if she doesn't want to do it, she can hire someone since they don't have any other household expenses. Lady A29 says not the asshole. I'm a woman and I mow, weed, and edge my own lawn. Also planted a garden and weed that too. She can get off a high horse. And one more from Andrea Barbato, who says, not the arsehole, she's displaying some toxic femininity by saying it's a guy's job. I guess it's a woman's job not to leech from someone that isn't family, boyfriend, or friends. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What would you do if you found yourself in this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Primary Formal 8552 titled, Am I the Arsehole for Threatening to Run Over My Neighbor's Kids' Toys Because They Were in My Driveway? My neighbor has five kids, all under the age of seven. The oldest daughter is the only one who keeps an eye on the rest of them, and she's just a kid herself. The kids themselves are super sweet, but my neighbors have no respect for other people's spaces. 
and allow their kids to leave their bikes, scooters, toys, and even trash in other people's driveways and lawns. We live in a cul-de-sac. The youngest, who is like two, threw tissue paper all over people's yards from a gift he received, and when it rained, it got mushy crud all over the yards. When another neighbor asked him or his mother to pick it up, his mother just ignored it. They leave their stuff in my driveway too, to where some mornings I can't get out without moving it myself and throwing it over into the grass, which is still on my property. One morning, when the kids were actually outside with their mother, I yelled to the mother, I might run over the trikes, can you please come move it? They had like three to four bikes, tricycles, just scattered across my driveway. The mother started getting annoyed, asking why I couldn't just move it. I told her because it was her kid's stuff and it should be over their side. But I might squish it because I either A, don't know it's there until I reach a certain blind spot or B, I don't want to touch their stuff anymore. She started whining saying that they were just kids and didn't know better. I never blamed the kids, I blamed her and told her that she was just excusing bad behavior on her part towards her kids. I've asked the kids before to move their stuff but they don't listen to me either. Am I the asshole for threatening to run the toys when they won't stop leaving their stuff over here? Again, this one's going to be a not the asshole to me. It didn't sound like you were threatening at all from what, from the way you explained this story. You were just merely making a point that, you know, you've got blind spots in your vehicle. You may run over one of their bikes or tricycles. And I'd be more worried about that damage in your vehicle rather than the bike or trike itself. And clearly the children are just learning from their own parents' shitty attitude here. And I kind of wonder what would happen if you was just like to take the bikes and stuff and put them in your garage or, or wherever, just round the corner, let them panic for a moment and come to you about it. But Rodak TV says, fucking send it. Fuck them kids. <laughs> in all seriousness, if they can leave it on your property, just put it in your house and act like you never saw it. And it'll teach them to leave their stuff in your driveway. <laughs> Cool stuff, slick stuff says not the asshole. I'm in a similar situation with one key difference. I've got a neighbor with four kids, six and under. They're crap and to be fair, my kids crap is constantly strewn about my driveway. I've warned my kids, I'll run your stuff over if you don't clean it off the driveway when you're done with it. And I've said the same thing to the neighbor's kids and their parents. The key difference is their parents said, yeah, I would too. <laughs> if they've ever left their crap in your driveway, just text me and I'll send them over to clean it off. And if you accidentally run it over, maybe they'll learn, which, in my opinion, is the appropriate response. <laughs> Jacob Maverick says, not the arsehole, doesn't sound much like a threat and more like a statement. Maybe try to communicate with the kids that you may not see their bikes or toys in your driveway one day and you don't want to accidentally break their stuff, so they should put it somewhere safe. OK Culture says, not the arsehole. What I would do is start gathering the toys up every time they leave them at your house and not let them have them back until they promise to stop leaving the toys in your driveway. And if they continue to leave the toys in your driveway, donate them to Goodwill. Someone has to teach these kids how to clean up after themselves and the mum obviously won't. And one more from Northern Lit Up who says not the asshole, but it seems she won't listen until it is no longer convenient for her not to. I don't normally advocate breaking kids' toys, but in this case, as long as it won't harm your car, you can simply tell her that you didn't see them there. Also, highly recommend you get security cameras outside so you can document the repeated presence of the kids and their toys on your property. It sucks that you have to ban them from your property, but it's probably going to come down to that. Now, what do you guys think about this one? I'd worry about using my car to run over someone's bike, mainly because it damaged my own car. But what are your thoughts on this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the asshole for asking a disabled man for the disabled seating on a bus, even though I'm not physically disabled? I'll try to keep this short. I'm 22 years old and have extensive trauma that does not allow me to have my back turned to anyone in a public area. If so, I start shaking, crying, and having a full-blown panic attacks. I would also like to add that I have a service dog. Well, on this particular bus I take, the disabled seating is perfect because it's in the back and is facing towards everyone. On this day, the bus was pretty crowded, so all the seats were taken. I could feel myself getting pretty anxious already, so I decided to approach a man in the disabled seat that didn't look visibly disabled. I asked him if I could have the seat as I could feel my anxiety getting worse. He said I didn't look disabled and explained that he has a really bad knee and another medical condition that I can't exactly name but it didn't allow him to stand for long periods of time. He pulled out a cane that I hadn't seen previously before. I pointed to my service dog, telling him that although I didn't have a physical disability, I was very much considered disabled. I told him that the ride was only about five minutes long and I would appreciate if I could just sit for the meantime so I wouldn't have a panic attack and disturb the other passengers. He shook his head, saying he needed the seat more regardless and that I was just being a big baby. The woman next to me chimed in to say that since I could stand, I'll be fine and asking him was rude of me. I hadn't meant to be rude, but ultimately I did end up having an attack because of the stress of the situation. To say the least, it was embarrassing as people were staring. Before I got off, I explained to the man that the disabled seating was for people of all disabilities and I wished he had just been kind enough to let me have the seat for a few minutes. As I think about it though, I'm not entirely sure I was right in the situation. Am I the asshole? Edit, I thought I added this, but I guess not. But we did apologize to each other after I talked to him before I got off. Neither of us meant to be rude. It's just hard navigating life with a disability, and we both understand that. And we'll start off with Jeepers Creepers 74 who says, You're the asshole not for asking him for the seat, but for pitting your disability against his and blaming him for your panic attack. You are both disabled. Standing up in a crowded bus would have been hard on each of you, but for different reasons. So you were each entitled to the seat, but he got there first. Look at it this way. Most buses have a limit on the number of wheelchairs they can accommodate as they only allow to drive when the wheelchairs are properly buckled in. So if a bus has a capacity of two wheelchairs and already has two wheelchairs aboard, when it arrives at the next stop to see a third passenger in a wheelchair, the driver will tell that person they cannot board and have to wait for the next bus. Yes, it sucks when this happens. However, your situation was really no different. 
the disabled seating was already taken by disabled persons, so your option was to suffer the five minutes of your ride or to get off and wait for the next bus. You, and not this man, are responsible for what happened as a result of your choice to stay on. Sarah says you're the asshole and quotes, before I got off, I explained to the man that disabled seating was for people of all disabilities and I wish he had just been kind enough to let me have the seat for a few minutes and then says, lol, what? He's disabled and had the seat first. How entitled are you? Amethyst Fire says you're the asshole and you're right though and quotes the disabled seating was for people of all disabilities and then says it's also first come first served. You have no right to make him get up because you felt you were more disabled than he was. Alternatively, you could have waited for the next bus. Gigabean says you're the asshole. You tried to have a disability competition with a man who A was there first, B could not stand. Also, you pointing out that he didn't look disabled is hypocritical because you see mad people said that to you. Also hypocritical to say the man is only five minutes long for him to stand when that only five minutes was too long for you. And one more from A.E. Wilson who says you're the arsehole, gonna be a bit blunt here, but if your anxiety gets so bad to the point where you can't have your back to an open space in public, then you probably should plan for how to cope with this on public transport. Just hoping for the best and prioritizing your situation over someone with a clear disability is a terrible way to go about this. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? Is there a better way they could have handled it? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Now, our next story comes from ComplexPi9524. Am I the asshole for making my daughter sit through a movie? I have three kids, Mark, 15 male, great name, Shelby, 12 female, and Hannah, nine female. Hannah, being the baby of the family, always wants to do what her siblings are doing. If Mark starts playing a video game, Hannah wants to play too. If Shelby starts wearing her hair in a certain way, Hannah will copy her. It's cute until it isn't. Sometimes Hannah gets in way over her head, trying to copy her siblings. A few months ago, she hurt her ankle badly trying to copy a skateboard trick that Shelby had done. If her siblings get to do something that she can't, example, height limits on rides have always been an issue, social media, watching slash reading certain things, it becomes a whole thing where she gets upset and pitches a fit. I've tried to do something about that. My wife has tried talking to her about it and even when it's explained to her that she's not quite ready for things that her siblings are, she still throws tantrums. The other day, Mark and Shelby were out in the living room watching child's play. Ooh, our rules as far as watching things in common spaces are that anyone who can't watch whatever is on has to stay in their room. It goes for the older kids as well. If my wife and I are watching something they can't watch, we'll pause it and wait for the kids to go back to their rooms. I sat down with them for a minute when the movie had just started and Hannah came out into the living room. I made my other kids pause the movie and told Anna she had to grab whatever she came for, assuming she was going to the kitchen and go back to her room. She refused and was nearing a tantrum. I gave in and told her fine she could stay, but on the condition that she had to sit through the entire movie. Hannah scares very easily. We took the kids to see scary stories when it first came out and my wife had to take Hannah out midway through because she freaked out and started crying. I thought this would be a decent learning experience to show Hannah that she can't always have her way. She sat through the whole movie quietly, but I could tell it freaked her out. She'd go back and forth covering her eyes and ears. My wife wasn't home for that and Hannah told her what happened later on because my wife was tucking her in and she asked for the light to be left on and the door open. My wife absolutely lost it on me, telling me I traumatized Hannah and saying I'm irresponsible. 
Hannah hasn't touched her American doll that she normally sleeps with since, and she refused to come out and watch another not-horror movie with us last night. Every time I say something, my wife finds a way to make it about how wrong I was for what I did to Hannah. I think it was a lesson she needed to learn. Am I the arsehole? I found the, the rule that they had in this one really bizarre, like the common area, the living room, that if someone's watching like an adult movie, everyone's stuck in their own rooms. Is this all throughout the day or is it just in the evening? It sounds like it was like any time this happens. So if an adult sits down and starts watching like a, an 18 rated movie, everyone has to be stuck in their rooms. And I find you're the asshole for that just in itself. And forcing the kid to sit through it, sit through child's play rather than, you know, them sit down and think, nah, sod this shit, I'm out. Forcing them to actually watch the whole thing. That is obviously going to be the wrong thing to do for this child. It's absolutely crazy to me. But at the same time, you're punishing yourself as well. Just out of spite because you, you know anyone who watches child's play get freaked out by dolls afterwards. Chucky is one scary mofo. And now you're having to deal with your poor child being scared of dolls and wanting a light on because you basically, yes, you traumatize your own child. But Evhan says you're the asshole for your dumb rule. It should have been the other way around. You shouldn't watch things in common spaces if not everyone can watch them. Throwaway says you're the asshole not for letting us sit through a scary movie, but for not putting a stop to temper tantrums a long time ago. She's nine. That is way too old to be throwing fits when she doesn't get what she wants. What are you going to do when you have a teenager who thinks screaming and crying and throwing a fit is going to get her away? But EACA says you're the asshole. Hannah is nine and will hopefully grow out outgrow her bad qualities. You are not nine and have no excuse for what you did. The thing where movies are in common areas and people can't watch the movies can be ejected from common areas is a bad rule in the first place. Put a TV in your bedroom, let people watch Netflix on their own devices, whatever, change that shit. Because the thing where one person with a scary movie can take over the living room is bonkers. A more appropriate rule is movies in the living room have to be appropriate for the whole family and people who want to watch things that aren't can use their own private space. On from there, making your nine-year-old sit through a whole horror movie was a terrible parenting decision. The biggest job of a parent is to try and keep kids from being hurt by stuff they can't actually handle. You massively failed that job. Hope your wife sticks you with all the middle of the night waking and crying and any bedwetting incidents that result. And Chingu says, Sir, are you okay? Are you really trying to one-up a nine-year-old kid that you cannot parent? You're the asshole. <laughs> and any scientist says you're the asshole. You traumatized her. You didn't parent her. Kids throw tantrums. Do you know why? Because they are either losing self-control or they know it's a surefire way to get what they want. Your job is to explain the consequences of her throwing a tantrum and then follow through when she does. Parenting isn't always fun and it's rarely easy, but you need to follow through. You screwed up, it happens. Now go find the kid a good therapist. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Have you seen Child's Play? I think I pretty much saw all of the Chucky movies and like Halloween movies and stuff, all the retro ones, you know, before everyone decided, you know, gore is a great thing. And let's just film movies with gore before all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. Let's not forget about Friday the 13th or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was my favorite. The original, not the remake. Hugsy Panda comes in with, am I the asshole for punishing my husband for throwing away my dinner? 
to preface, my husband 33 and I 29 have been together for four years. He's vegan and I'm not. He cooks for himself and I cook for myself since he doesn't eat meat products. Last night I prepared dinner and sat on the couch to eat and watch TV. I heard my phone ring upstairs and went to answer it as it was an important call. I got caught up in the conversation and didn't realize I spent six minutes on the phone. I went downstairs after the call ended and saw my husband sitting on the couch. I looked past him and saw my dinner plate was gone. I looked around asking if he touched it and he said he dumped the food in the trash can because it looked like it was left on the coffee table for a long time and there was a bad smell coming from it. Almost like the meat was rotting inside and said that while making a disgusting face. I was floored. I yelled at him. What the hell is wrong with you? I just prepared dinner for myself and was about to eat but had to take six minute phone call and come back. He said he didn't know the food was fresh since he was working in his office but still there was a weird smell coming from the plate. I said it was none of his concern and he should have left it alone but defended himself saying it wasn't his fault his eyes got tired of working and wanted to watch TV but I decided to leave meat laying around for him to feel disgusted knowing how he reacts to being exposed to meat products. He started making gagging sounds, then went on about the living room being mutual space and I disrespected him by leaving meat around. I mentioned that he always eats his food in the living room, sometimes the bedroom even. He said, so you're saying you're disgusted with my cooking? I asked if he was disgusted with mine, but he explained that his problem with me leaving meat on display was a total lack of consideration for his health. We got into a big argument, then I went upstairs and refused to do the dishes after he reminded me that's my part of the chores. True. He ended up doing them himself and started complaining. I was punishing him for what happened by making him do the dishes with his injured, he had an accident, hand. I said his injured hand threw my dinner away. I said if his injured hand threw away my dinner then it can do the dishes just fine. But he said I'm violating the deal and not sticking to my part of the chores. Am I the arsehole? I'm thinking maybe he was right in that the living room is a shared space and I shouldn't have left meat there. It's one of those ones where I come into it after reading it, I think. That guy knew what he was doing. And seeing as OP just made that meal, that must have been like a full meal on that plate and just thought, oh, I'm going to throw that whole thing away. And it must have been at least warm still after like six minutes. And meat just doesn't, it doesn't like smell rotting or anything like that after that amount of time either. It's just crazy. And I know this opinion, this next one I'm going to say is going to be extreme, but why do you live in that situation, man, where you're picking at each other what you're cooking? And it's crazy. <laughs> Any scientist says not the asshole, your husband sure is. I understand that he's not thrilled with you eating meat. However, he behaved in a childish and petty manner. What he did was both wasteful and disrespectful. There is no way he would have allowed meat to sit around for days, thus allowing it to rot and smell bad. He knew you were a meat eater prior to marriage. If he had a problem with it, he shouldn't have got married. Goldie Felix says not the asshole, so your husband is a vegan and doesn't agree with eating meat, but surely by throwing your food away, he's now made it so the animal died for absolutely no reason since you didn't get to eat it. Not only does he sound rude, controlling, condescending and obnoxious, he's also furthering the problem by wasting the meat that would have at least died for a reason if you'd been able to eat it. I absolutely hate people that force their way of life on others. I'm a vegetarian but would never stop my husband eating meat because that's his choice. Shiloh says not the asshole. He knew what he was doing. At first, it seemed like an honest mistake. However, he then said that you left meat there for him to be disgusted, which implies he threw it out because he didn't want to be near meat, not because he thought the food was old. 
also having cooked it just six minutes ago, the food would still be warm, which you would have felt through the plate. Also, he was the asshole. You need to decide if your different lifestyles are compatible. Get Good Dandy says, unless your husband is actually allergic to meat, he's being a total drama queen and forcing his diet upon you. Not the asshole. I'd be asking why someone so against the consumption of meat was so willing to throw away a perfectly good meal, forcing you to cook more. Because that's counterproductive and wasteful. I think your husband needs to be more respectful of your dietary choices. And one more from Mandeep says, not the asshole, just leave his meat alone for a while to be sure he gets the point. <laughs> now, what do you guys make of this story and today's collection of stories? I would love to know your thoughts and verdicts if you choose to share them, but never any pressure though either. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today means the absolute world. There's a playlist on your screen right now where you can get involved with more Am I the Asshole videos. Over 600 videos we got at this moment in time of just Am I the Asshole and there's other subreddits as well in different playlists that you can get involved with. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next one. Take care guys. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 